Scott and Liam versus Evil. Hello and welcome to Scott and Liam versus Evil episode 80. I'm Liam. And I'm Scott. And I couldn't actually think of any good way to segue into this episode because everyone's done it again. User poll. They thought they would maybe redeem themselves, maybe pick a good movie for us to watch, maybe something fun, maybe something that we're going to just sit for an hour and gloat about. But no, they picked 13 ghosts. Do you know, it's... Sons of bitches. To, to be fair, it is better than the Lindsay Lohan nonsense that we had to sit through the last time. That was a movie that had no plot, that was, you know, had elements of terrible acting uh, and terrible, you know, f- filmmaking choices. You can't say that about 13 Ghosts, or can you? Scott, going into a leprosy ward and letting them spit directly <laughs> into my mouth is more fun than that Lindsay Lohan movie. Yeah, and I don't even know if I don't even know if that's how you can attack <laughs> leprosy. <laughs> I don't know if that would actually do anything other than just be kind of disgusting. I don't think so. I think you get it of Jesus, do you not? I don't think he gives out leprosy. I think he heals. Right, I know, but he gives it first. That's the thing. So he he causes the fire and then puts it out. Fireman syndrome. That's <laughs> totally what it was all about, man. <laughs> I have no retort. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you are new to the podcast, if this is your first episode, if you, uh, if this is not your first episode, but you still don't follow the Facebook group or aren't too sure, we left it up to the bastards, I mean listeners, <laughs> over on Facebook for to pick a movie for us to talk about, and they picked... 13 Ghosts from 2001, which is a remake. Have you seen the original, Scott? I know the answer to this, but I just want to call you out for it right now. Have you seen it? I haven't seen the original, no. You haven't, because it's pre-2010 and you're a little bitch. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it because it's not available on streaming sites. I had to fucking rent this movie for £3.50, so I wasn't going to plug and rent the, the original one as well. You're such a fucking modern day... A modern day child, that's what you are. <laughs> Fucking streaming sites. Get the video out, get the VHS out, I, get the DVDs out. I was 100% sure that I owned 13 Ghosts, that's why I was quite happy to shortlist it, because um, obviously the people in the group suggested a whole manner of different movies, and yourself and I uh, shortlisted a bunch for people to then vote on, and I was 100% sure that I owned 13 Ghosts, but I hunted high and low, and I couldn't find it. I also then thought, when I started watching it, that we had also done it as an episode on this podcast and we just forgot, but I don't think that's true. I hope that's not true. <laughs> the thing is, both of our memories are awful. So if if we've already talked about thirteen ghosts, <laughs> I apologise. And you know what? It's because it was it was a uh, Mark, my, my cousin Mark, who suggested thirteen ghosts first, and that is the kind of twisted joke that he would do on purpose, thinking it's funny. <laughs> To be honest, if we have done this before, it is actually quite funny. So, <laughs> you, Mark. you probably did have it in your shelf, but you moved it and made space for Sex in the City too. <laughs> I've it's a joint. Yeah, there was no, there, there, there was no. Oh, that's my girlfriend's. Oh, that's my wife's it, defence. There, it's a I, yeah, it's a joint shelf and unit. Unfortunately, yeah, that sounds like a load of shit. <laughs> so, uh, thirteen ghosts. Uh, it was. 
created in 2001, directed by Steve Beck, written by Neil Marshall Stevens and Richard Dovidio. Uh, also uncredited is James Gunn. Oh, really? I don't actually know how much he had to do with the script. I'm hoping... Not, not a, lot. a lot, yeah. The synopsis is, when Cyrus Criticos, a very rich collector of unique things, dies, he leaves it all to his nephew and his family, all including his house, his fortune, and his malicious collection of ghosts. That synopsis feels like it was written by whoever wrote the screenplay for this crock of fucking terrible <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should actually say from the top, when everyone picked this, I didn't quite understand why, because I always remember enjoying it. Yeah, I, I remember enjoying it as well. It was one of those ones that had been kind of uh, prime high school years for me, uh, 2001. And it's, I remember it like, you know, Video Shop, obviously it was probably been DVDs, but still, you know, Blockbuster Video picking it up. I remember the cover, I remember it coming out. I remember it being quite, I don't know if it was a like a box office hit, but I remember it being a quite a big deal, one of the ones that you always remember. But then watching it, I'm like, what? Why? I, there's one scene in particular which we'll get to that I remember and that's still the scene that I think is the best in the film Yeah. but I was totally blinded I remember this being a fucking fun thrill ride that I own it on DVD because yeah. I thought I'd go back and revisit it Yeah. but watching it now I'm like right I get why everyone picked this all you bastards because yeah. th- this is not a good film no that really isn't so 2001 2001 Ghosts that's yeah. that's what we're doing here. Yeah, may as well be. <laughs> 13 ghosts. Here's the trailer, and then we'll get straight into it. There are ghosts around us all the time. Most of them, they can't hurt us. Most of them don't even want to hurt us. But there are exceptions. Is it bad tonight? Oh, bad? Is my professional opinion. We should get the hell out of here. Now. I represent the estate of your Uncle Cyrus. We have an Uncle Cyrus? Cyrus recorded this message six weeks ago. He asked it to be played for you in the event of his death. Arthur, I've instructed my lawyer to deliver my last will and testament. A key? A key to what? A key to your new house. This house is the fruit of my life's work. Oh my God. It is a -a one-of-a-kind home. It's marvelous, isn't it? Wow. Arthur, we've got some papers to sign in the library. After that, I would love to take you and the family around the tour of the house. This place is awesome! All right, now I know I'm dreaming. Well, your uncle was quite a collector of many things. What the hell was that? This Halloween. You're wasting your time. It's all sealed up. The only thing worse than being trapped in a house with a ghost. This house is not a house. We're in the middle of a machine. Powered by the dead. Is being trapped in a house with 13 ghosts. Maggie! What? We got company. Where? I can't see. How close is it? Close enough to hurt you. Go, 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 go!
to get me killed? I guarantee you nothing. Right, I watched this. Uh, so, like I said, I had to rent this movie off uh, Amazon. £3.50. And because I was looking at it, I was on uh, eBay and on like buying it on, off, off Amazon. It was like £6 plus, And I know that doesn't sound like a lot of money, but when you're buying shitey DVDs to do episodes for this podcast, I'm looking at getting them for a pound, two pound most. So, <laughs> when I was like, oh, fuck, I'm not buying that. And then coming up to recording it I, I was like I'm going to have to rent it because we're running out of time and I'm the one I'm dragging my heels here and you know we've got no time to record this this episode I thought I'm going to need to rent it and then Amazon dropped it down to like I think it dropped it down to about £4 or something and I just thought nah I, I can't wait for delivery I just need to go and rent it so I spent £3.50 and I've only got it for another 36 hours then it's gone but I, that's actually not that bad anyway <laughs> Are you counting down those 36 hours? Yeah. I fucking would be. See, but do you know what? See, if you rent something like that, like on Amazon, you rent a movie and it says you've got it for 48 hours, I feel like I want to watch it as many times as possible in that 48 hours just to get my money's worth. To be honest, I think that would actually be detrimental to getting your money's worth. I think watching it once is <laughs> it's a total fucking waste of money. Yeah, uh, no, it, yes. Right, so the, this movie starts with who we, I think we learn is Cyrus, the evil uncle, and he is in a junkyard with Matthew Lillard. And I do love Matthew Lillard. As he always does, he's playing quite an exaggerated person here in this movie. Um, but this, at the start, it's, it's already, this movie's already jumped the shark before it even begins. He's trying to capture, basically what he's trying to do, Cyrus is trying to capture ghosts and he's hired Matthew Lillard because he's a psychic he wears these special 3D ghost specs to see them and then I don't know if he what does he do put them in a box with writing on it or something do spells or something but that's the point but what he says is you'll never manage it not without the right spells and without the 13 ghost you like spells it just you know what it's already just absolute nonsense and then and then fucking Cyrus goes ah but I have bait a truck full of blood I'm like where the fuck do you even get a truck full of blood do you know what I mean I know he's rich but there's there's limits I mean the, the fucking blood reservations like you give you need to give blood because they've only got like a day's worth left in hospitals how the hell has he got a whole fucking petrol tanker full of blood just to drive into an old junkyard to capture a, a fucking ghost. <laughs> I'm glad you said petrol tanker because I was thinking how would you actually store the blood. <laughs> like a trailer because if it was a cut inside or that it would just pour out like one of those uh, uh, yeah like one of those uh, uh, hillbilly swimming pools when they put the tarpaulin in the back of a pickup truck <laughs> does that actually happen yeah I'd fucking or is do that it. just in the Simpsons no I've, I've seen pictures online of like it actually being done but whether they've done it just to do it or whether they actually do it on purpose I don't know I suppose it is online so it must be real Scott yes 100% uh, the the bit with the glasses, right? This the original was nineteen sixty by William Castle, who was very much into his gimmicks. Do you know anything about the original at all? Uh, no. Right. He was he directed the House in Haunted Hill, which when the the skeleton. I know we've done it for an episode. I, I remember <laughs> doing that uh, when the skeleton appears up from the kind of the acid bath. Uh-huh they had a skeleton go across the roof of the cinema, like above everyone's head, so the kids right. and that all went fucking wild and loved it. He had a movie called The Tingler, with Vincent Price as well, where when the Tingler escaped, the Tingler looked like a kind of fucking lobster, the, there was a little kind of shock thing on your seats, which buzzed, so everyone in the audience got a fright and were getting buzzed by the Tingler. So, 13 Ghosts, 
he brought out, he brought this out the same year as Cycle. His thing was that you had a ghost viewer, so to see the ghosts, you could look through the blue section, which would then you could you can see the ghosts when they're on screen. Or if you're too scared, you would look through the red section. I might have got that back to front. Either way, <laughs> you look through one section to see the ghosts, and if you're too scared, you look through the other section. And the reason you would know to put it on is because the whole screen would go blue and it would come up and say, use your ghost viewer. So it was just a constant gimmick, mainly for kids eh, or young adults like us. We would have fucking loved that. And that's where the goggles come in. That's pretty much the only aspect of this that's the same as the original. Right. Yes, an uncle dies, an uncle collects ghosts, leaves a house. In the original, it's a normal house. And the ghosts, they're... There are 12 ghosts and the 13th ghost is a question mark because it's meant to be, oh shit, is a character going to die? Are they going to become the 13th ghost? Is it going to be you? Are you the 13th ghost? But it's all normal. It's a, it's a normal story about uh, an uncle leaving a house that just so happens to be haunted. I have no fucking clue <laughs> what made anyone think that what happens in this remake but it's not even logical. Like, why not just make it a haunted house? With the glasses, you could still make it the disgusting ghost, the violent ghost. Why make it this fucking puzzle box, futuristic shit? They must have just some budget left for the special effects of the house and just said, uh, this, is, this is a good idea. <sighs> Nonsense. You should, you should watch the original. It is... You won't like it because you're a you're a cinema racist and it's uh, black and white. And the ghosts watching because I watched it back again just for this. The ghost arc and nonsense is basically it's the whole way 3D works. The screen goes blue, so the ghosts are red. So if you look through that certain filter, you can kind of see the ghosts. Right. If you don't, they're not there. If you take the glasses totally off, you can see it all. But obviously, in fucking 1960 kids didn't know that they were they believed that these were actual ghost viewers and I think this see if they made this an interactive movie in 2001 with ghost viewers do it like a 3D movie it, it, it could have been fun if they actually done a remake of the original but the only way this movie's interactive is if you are a sufferer of severe epilepsy <laughs> because within the first three minutes you are going to die <laughs> everything flashes too quickly in this movie and I'm pissed off with it and I wish we had just talked about the original I don't have yep. anything else to say about the movie okay nothing at all okay <laughs> no, nothing at all uh, okay so after we get the junkyard scene I can't remember if the if the uncle dies at this point or not or if we see him die off screen or, or, or whatever but anyway we jump to our focus family which is um, a wee boy uh, Shannon Elizabeth and Monk and a nanny uh, I'm calling him Monk because that's the TV show he's in and he's really, really good at that TV show. I was like, who the fuck is Monk? Have you never seen Monk? <laughs> I've never watched it, no. Well, I, I know who you're talking about, but right. I've never watched it. Uh, is it. What is his name? Tony Shaloub? Yeah. Well, right, anyway, I'm, I'm going to call him Monk for the rest of this, right? Um, <laughs> so we get to kind of learn this family and I, I feel like the last time, I feel like we made fun of Shannon Elizabeth on this show before, so I'm going to be kind on her. Um, throughout this movie and I was, and that's why I thought that we'd done this movie before but I had to look back and I think it was when she was in Jack Frost I think that's when we, we made fun of her but that was one of our first movies so 
I don't think I have ever made... I have masturbated far too often to Sharon Elizabeth to make fun of her. You see, I think it's because of the, the part that she got in American Pie that seemed daft and stupid and kind of was the daft accent and stuff like that, that you would think that she's a terrible actress or that she's like, didn't hardly any work. But she's actually worked quite a lot and she's not terrible in this movie at all. She's actually not bad. The movie's terrible. She's not bad in it. Um, I'm also going to be very kind on Monk because he's brilliant. <laughs> in we Monk get this, or in this? Uh, in, well, just in, in general. Uh, That's the thing as well because the actors are good because Monk's a great actor. Matthew Lillard's fantastic even if he is like almost Nick Cage level off the wall. He's still really, really good. But um, it's just the, the story's awful. Um, <laughs> but you get this intro sequence and it explains how Monk has lost yet another wife. Um, and then they walk past the wee boy who's, who's um, making a like a, a news program or something, he's like, leave me alone, I'm recording. And I thought, that's uh, me and you every week. <laughs> <laughs> to our better halves. Yeah. Uh, but you get to see these these kids who are so ungrateful complaining about the size of the house they live in after their mum has died and their dad couldn't like afford all the medical bills and now has one wage and he's barely even surviving at that and they're complaining about the size of the house. But Shannon Elizabeth, you ain't got a fucking job, hen. <laughs> It's, it's she, she, she is of an age that she should definitely have like a full-time career in this film. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this is when the lawyer turns up and he, they get invited to a video will reading. From As you do in early yeah. 2000s. Because the, the uncle's died and he's recorded a video before him, before of himself, before he's dead, to tell them what he's given them in his will. I was like, I'm definitely, definitely making an after-the-grave uh, video will. I might even do it like on VHS just to make it even super extra creepy you just be like my seafoam green Tom DeLong signature Fender Stratocaster I bequeath to my corpse my limited edition Bam Margera pink element skateboard deck I bequeath to my corpse my DVD and Blu-ray collection I bequeath to my corpse my dog Bailey I bequeath to my corpse I'm happy so with that you. one <laughs> well it depends if I die within the next uh, six years then that's uh, bad on him have you literally just given your dog's life an end? Well, you know how roughly long dogs live, don't you? You know, but you never know. I think if you feed them like raw meat, then they live forever. Oh, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you give them the taste of human flesh, then a dog will never die. I think my, my dog's desperate for the taste of human flesh. Try it. Right. Next time you come over. Yeah. That's why I'm never ever coming back. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, the, the video will, I actually thought, because growing up watching movies like this where video will was a thing, I thought that is actually what you had to do. And I always thought, like, how would how would you approach that? Because have you be sad? Are you sad at your own death? It depends. If you're making it so preemptively that you're, you don't actually see your death at the time you're making it, then you can be happy. But if you've like just been given like six months or six weeks through like terminal like stage four lymphoblastic lymphoma or whatever it's called like bad cancer, then you'd be like probably a bit upset. Uh, especially if you get the bad cancer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst nursing medical term. <laughs> if you've got the like the bad cancer. <laughs> you need to talk in terms that people understand. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, so basically, so basically, in in this uh, video, will Cyrus gifts the house to um, Monk, uh, and they think, "Oh, this is brilliant." And the lawyer explains how it's he's 
fiddled with his taxes or his, his accounts that they'll never have to pay bills or taxes again. So they think, well, fucking game on, man, I'm into this house. So they go for it. They go and see it. Now, see, when they're driving up to the house, there's like a rock tune that's playing and it just seems so out of place. I didn't catch the name. I didn't look up the name of the, the song. I didn't recognise it, but I just thought it just didn't fit in with the you know the theme or the tone of the film to up to this point. It's just a bit. Duncan will probably know because it sounded totally fucking like new metal. Uh, and I don't know who was in charge of the audio for this film, but it was so fucking loud. Yeah. That song with all the flashing. I, I have no idea how you could watch this and not like want to be sick on yourself. Yeah. Oh no. It's, and the, the flashing was was totally uncalled for. Right, the the uh, the turn up at the house. The house is fucking ridiculous. I'd just I'd sell it instantly, like absolutely instantly. I'd fuck living there even before the ghosts. I'd be like, no, I'd just sell it, sell it. Do I, I don't even think you'd get planning permission for something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it takes about four hours for the fucking doors to open after they put the key in. You imagine coming home with the messages or busting for a piss and try to get in there. And it's all glass. Imagine trying to like rip the heat off it. <laughs> your your neighbours just watching. Right. Well, that, like that's the thing because he built it. Writing, but... <laughs> he built it uh, miles away from anyone else, so you don't really have any neighbours. So you could walk about in the nude all the time if you wanted to. Yeah, but it's all glass and well lit. From mil- miles away, you'd still see directly into that house. Yeah, that's right. Because they seen um, Kate, the Duchess. What is it? P- Wells and Kate. They seen her somebody in topless in France from miles away, didn't they? <laughs> so... I think I told about something in this movie. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah, do you know what? I don't remember from previous watches of this film. I didn't remember Miss Maggie at all. Yeah, I don't. I don't get why she's there, and other I, than because they need a black actress. Mm-hmm. Because the the original it was a mum, dad, son, and daughter. I get that in this one, the the, the mum can't be there to fit into their poor excuse for a storyline but the Miss Maggie character uh, like I don't she doesn't bring anything to it at all it feels yeah. a wee bit kind of shoehorned yeah so basically the they're having a look around the house the kids start to run off to look at the whole house and I think uh, he's signing papers with the lawyer and then the lawyer goes for a walk no sorry Matthew Lard has turned up at the door of the house and claimed he's from the power company he's wearing an orange jumpsuit uh, we obviously know that he worked with uh, his uncle the Monk's Uncle Cyrus uh, and he's pretending to be someone who's not so he goes into the house and he's looking around trying to you know find something he's on his own and the lawyer then goes off on his own as well and he's kind of looking about he's found this briefcase full of money that was just lying somewhere and he takes it and then he accidentally like puts it on some pedals and then when he takes it off the pedals the house kicks into motion and all the doors move and the walls change and you know, all the rest of it, and that's like now he's locked in the house with all the moving walls, and he's not scared of the ghosts. It seems as if he's letting them out on purpose. It's totally just doesn't make sense that whole part. Yeah, that whole part being this entire fucking film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the glasses, you're meant to be able to see the ghosts. Why do the ghosts still flash? Is it that the glasses aren't quite working? Because surely if you have them on, the ghost remains there the entire time. Yeah, like, so I, that's what I can never really work out because, you know, later on when they are wearing the glasses and they can see the, and the ghost is right in front of them and take the glasses off, they can't see the ghost, but the ghost is supposed to still be right in front of them. So any physical actions they do, sometimes that's the case. Sometimes the physical action does transpire between wearing the glasses and taking the glasses off. And other times it's like when you take the glasses off, the ghost isn't there and you're safe. 
it's it's like you know at the start when you're just first seeing them and then to the end when they're actually a, a full-on threat you're like ah, there's just the, the the science behind the glasses just wasn't worked out yeah not at all after the lawyer has moved all the walls i think we see the different characters reacting to like the walls and stuff moving and whatnot the lawyer is then greeted with it, it's, it's one of the ghosts isn't it is is it the sexy ghost the naked ghost she's the first one to get out mm-hmm. and he and he backs backs him up towards like a door and then i think this is the scene you perhaps you were talking about before you said this is yeah. the bit one of the better scenes right yeah he, he takes a step back and the door slices him right in half vertically yeah. it's quite a cool effect Still well done now yeah it is a cool effect and it's probably the reason that this movie got the status that it did simply from that effect i think yeah, just from being so overtly gory, but well done. Yeah, it's the, like the the original Resident Evil movie. Like, would you remember from that? Mila Jovovich. Yeah, but what <laughs> what else do you remember from that original uh, Resident Evil movie? Uh, the the, cor- the corridor. Fuck off. <laughs> the corridor. The corridor with the lasers that that goes the check pattern, like the the army guy. He dodges them high and he dodges them low, and then they just come like. Cross, crisscross, and then just chop him into wee bits, and his eye melts out. Yeah, that's you know, it's the same. It's the same idea that that effect. Uh, so the lawyer then just crumples to the ground, and I was like, "What was that? What? Why was that door made? Was that door simply just to slice someone in half, or was that door? Is that just did he just stand in the wrong place?" I don't know because the way the doors were moving everywhere else in the house, not, none of them were moving that fast. Yeah, exactly. So why so, was that the only door in this entire house that? Moved like a fucking runaway train. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. But yeah, that is all I remember from this film, where if anyone says 13 Ghosts, I'm like, oh shit, yeah, the movie with the glass fucking halves the boy. Yeah, that movie's so good. Yeah. Come and ask me now. (laughs) I know, absolutely. (laughs) Um, So then we get scenes of Shan Elizabeth in the bathroom. She's found the bathroom. um, She's loving the perfume. It comes fully stocked with perfumes and lotions. And uh, we then see Tits Ghost. She's behind Shan Elizabeth, and this is probably <laughs> <laughs> this is probably one of the only creepy bits about this whole movie. That ghost is kind of scary when she's standing behind her. But see, when I actually watched this movie through, like I remember watching stills of Thirteen Ghosts and seeing the picture that the, the you know the what they call her, the fallen princess or something, um, and you think well, that is actually quite scary. But see in the movie. That, that wasn't scary at all. None of the ghosts in this movie look real or scary at all. And this movie is more of a, a house adventure movie than a, than a horror. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree with that. Right, this is now where the, where the, the little brother goes missing, or at least gets further missing. Do you want know to know what I hate about kids in movies? I hate kids who follow voices asking if they're their friend, but it, you know, it sounds nothing like who they think it is, but they follow them anyway. That's that. I hate. I hate that. But Fuck you've got kids. to try to think back to being a, a kid, maybe because you are so scared that you are then questioning it, going, "Oh, is that Shannon Elizabeth? Is that you?" Because you don't want to admit to yourself that this could be a monster. This could be t- obviously at that age. If it was Tits Ghost, I'd be well game for it. But. <laughs> Uh, maybe that's that. That is an actual thing kids do, just because they don't want to face up to the actual thing that this could be a serious, serious monster. I suppose. Okay, I suppose. Yep, I'll relent on that one. I'll take your point. 
Um, then we get a uh, Miss Maggie. Did the lawyer split? I don't know what accent that was. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. It was not a good one. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a cheap, cheap line. It's like. Ah, uh, so I was like, "What are you a comedy now?" Like, I don't, I don't get it. She uh. also delivers a line when she first gets into the house. She's meant to be the the maid, and she says, "I don't do windows because because it's all glass." <laughs> I yeah. think she, she is just there for the throwaway lines. And yep. when you've got a movie that's half in people in two, showing you tits in the first six minutes, you don't need those throwaway lines. No, you need a you need a strong script. Or a story, yeah. or a plot, yeah, a plot of plot. some kind. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe do away with the throwaway lines and actually fucking think about what you're filming. They've got um, so another uh, testament to the movie script. The house is made with ectobar glass. They just fucking invent shit. So this is like ghost-proof <laughs> glass, and because you've written your wee spells on them, the ghosts can't get through it at all, no matter what they try. Like, fuck's sake! <laughs> it's all get, written uh, in Latin as well. And yeah, I know. Like I did Latin at school. Well, we would get made to do Latin at school, and you never learned anything other than scintilla prepare preparam something else. It's basically about scintilla prepares the dinner. So I don't know who <laughs> the fuck is learning Latin enough to write it all over a house and actually make sense. Surely learning Latin is the most pointless like thing you could ever do. Like, does any, nobody speaks it at all anymore? Why? Why would you? Why is? Why is it a thing? When we went to like see when you got to third year. And in Scotland and in the UK, when you go to third year at high school, you got to then choose your eight standard grades. I know yes. that's changed now. Uh, we get told that like we all were like Latin. Why the fuck would you do Latin? Like, we hate Did you get a choice of Latin? Yeah, Latin was Latin's an option. And what kind of fucking you, mental posh school did you go to? <laughs> a mentally posh one. <laughs> <laughs> it get made out that like if you wanted to be a doctor. Or you wanted to be a lawyer, then you needed to take Latin. And I think at one point in the past, maybe fucking 15 years. Maybe it's tried 1500 years ago. No, I was thinking the past 15, maybe 20, maybe 10 years that you, if you wanted to go and do a, a PhD or you wanted to get into law, I think you did have to have at least a standard grade in Latin. That's. At least that's what, they, that, that's what they fucking forced us to believe because people did take it. It's it's just it's, it's, it's completely bizarre to me. It's absolute nonsense to me. Americans love it. American movies love it. It's always it's always in it. There's a bit later on in this movie. I don't even know if I wrote it down as a scene, so I'll just say it now. And um, another character that appears just shortly says uh, Oculus Inferno, and Monk goes uh, Oculus Inferno. Uh. The eye of hell, and like, oh, for fuck's sake! I mean, honestly, like, just say the eye of hell. What does it, do you need to say that? Do you need to say the Oculus Inferno? Just say the eye of hell. The script's bad enough as it is. Fucking idiots. Also, with the whole the like satanic and whatever it is it's meant to be the evil. I don't think it'd be Latin. It would be like fucking Sanskrit or some shit. They would they would write it in. Yeah, the devil Latin. can just say make up whatever language he wants. The scriptwriters seem to think they can. <laughs> You get to see. Maybe that's the problem with the script. Maybe it was all written in Latin, and there was <laughs> nobody apart from the, the four folk that went to be lawyers that could actually <laughs> read it. So that's why it's all a fucking shambolic nonsense. Yeah. Uh, you get to see some of the ghosts throughout the movie. The, 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 the dismembered ghost is actually kind of cool. It's like all wrapped up in polythene and it's moving its torso and its heads like 
separate from its body. That, that's kind of it's kind of cool. But again, like you said, it's like full of flashing lights and screaming noises. It's like you're in a fucking horror rave. It's yeah. you're like. Ugh. Do you know what that ghost's called? Uh, oh, you get to learn them all at the end, but I can't remember. The torso. No, it's the torso. <laughs> obviously, obviously, it's going to be the torso. You're yeah. forgetting about the, the the clever writing process that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this script's been through. So the torso. Yeah, this is true. This is true. <laughs> um, we also learned that his mum, or like the the wife, uh, but also we're focused on the son, the wee boy at this moment. So you learn that his mum's one of the ghosts in the house. Um, but why is his mum's ghost good and all the rest are fucking mental? Uh, not a clue. Right, okay. Just checking. It, do- it, it doesn't explain it in the movie. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, n- no idea. We then get a scene with uh, Shannon Elizabeth now, and I don't think she's wearing ghost glasses, but we get to see that there's uh, the Fallen Prince or something it's called, and it's meant to be like a 1950s uh, James Dean-style high school letterman jacket character and he's a car crash or something probably um uh, and he's swinging a baseball bat so he's swinging a baseball bat behind her shan elizabeth's head in slow motion while she's walking at normal speed and then like a noise like it hits the glass comes because he hits one of the ectobar glasses but there's not one single ounce of scare or tension created in this at all in this supposed quote-unquote horror movie at this point in the movie as I'm watching it I'm like who was this made for? Yeah. Like, why did I actually believe that this was a good movie? To I spent money on it and I'm sure I rented it as well before I then got old enough to buy it and yeah. I, I don't see it like early 2000s were we still all out of tits from like post 90s drug graves like who who enjoyed this? I really why did I, we enjoy this? I don't know why we enjoyed this. Like, I think, I think that I would still enjoy. I still enjoy Scream now. I would still enjoy. I know what you did last summer. Now, I'd probably still enjoy Urban Legends. Now, that's a film that I haven't watched since it came out. Mm-hmm. So, why did I enjoy Thirteen Ghosts at the time? It, not, it the, not the, the same. It's <laughs> the, the different styles of movies, but I mean, time frame wise. Yeah, those other three movies all have scripts and plots. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's... <laughs> this does not. And like you say, it's got a strong cast, but yeah, it, it, it just the more I watched this, it became clearer and clearer why everyone picked it because I, I take it everyone hates it. I, I, I've always thought it was a well liked movie. Yeah, no, yeah, so that, that's that's how I remember. This must be kind of this must be one of those uh, what do they call it, the Mandela effect. I remember this being a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually think it is, and I think maybe maybe we should give the the group all the picks now because maybe they're going to reveal that all the movies that we've grown up thinking those are amazing movies we're going to watch and be like oh my god I might I might take on board for for some future picks to pick movies that I think that I enjoyed back when they were released and then revisit them now with like a podcast episode in mind and see how it goes I might that's how I'm going to approach some picks is it maybe also but that back in 2001 we hadn't actually watched that many movies like that was only about seven years after Ace Ventura Pet Detective came out so I was still only watching Ace Ventura Pet Detective so <laughs> is it maybe that it seemed good at the time because there was nothing else to compare it yeah, to yeah no no, basically like, like your first time having sex ah uh, well that wasn't good <laughs> <laughs> 
That, that was two and a half minutes of tears and <laughs> <laughs> of tears and blood. Yeah. Uh, but I maybe maybe it is that just we we didn't have a clue, and we maybe we th- we didn't see that there was no script or plot. We actually thought. I'm really enjoying this. Like, I understand what happens because you want to be like the big boys and the big girls. You want to think, I like the same movies as them, so even if I don't understand it, it's okay. But in yeah. 2001, I was 11 or 12. About 11. So yeah, I was still looking up to people like pretending that I liked certain things just to try and fit in. I think that's exactly why this movie stood out to me as something good. Yeah. Right, where were we? Uh, right, so now we're in a now we're in a corridor, and what's what's the ghost that's got the basket on its head, like the the cage on its head? Is it, that the it, jackal? That's the jackal. Which right, it's basically Reagan from The Exorcist with a cage on her head. Yeah. <laughs> so the jackal comes out and grabs Shan Elizabeth and starts like scratching her, like properly, like putting those you know uh, scars on the side of people's cheeks, like giving her like multiples of the, those. Um, and then drags her up the corridor, or bef- or just starts. I think she's just punching her just now. And then it's a good job that fucking Lara Croft Ghost Raider turns up. We have fucking ghost grenades to save the day. And how the fuck does she get in the house anyway? As a matter of fact, I know. Like every time a door opens, the entire house moves. She just appears. What door yeah. did she come through? Exactly. Then she starts banging on about uh, how Cyrus captured all these ghosts. And she's Cyrus's victims. I'm like, but they were already evil spirits. He just like put them in the house. So surely yeah. he's doing a service to everybody except Monk's wives. <laughs> and then we see. Then she says, "We need to get out of this corridor because there's a, the wee boy ghost with an arrow through his head. The one that you've used for the poster. He's just sitting staring at them. And apparently he's like actually quite a bad ghost. I'm like, fuck that wee boy, man. Punch his cunt in. Like, <laughs> can't be having also, it. Also, who gave the child a fucking actual bow and arrow? Well, the thing is, someone else shot him because he shot himself backwards, unless it's a really weird trick. But who... Well, so obviously somebody shot him with a bow and arrow, so well, he's dressed as a cowboy because he was playing cowboys and Indians with someone? No, he was, he was dressed as an Indian, so anyone who got shot... No, he dressed as a cowboy, <laughs> hi. <laughs> <laughs> we can say that because we're not American, we didn't ruin the yeah. <laughs> uh, But yeah, I don't... I don't... No, we, we're, we're British though, so technically we did. <laughs> did we? Oh, fuck. Because they, Brit- they were British first before they were Americans. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> the French done it as well. No, the French are Canadian, aren't they? And Spanish are Mexican. I fucking love the Spanish. Um, we can't actually say any of this is fact because neither of us <laughs> neither of us have any basis in actually like evolution or history. Or no, history's terrible. See, when I, see when I learn things about history, it's I'm flabbergasted. Like, I'm currently playing Red Dead Redemption right now, and I'll get, we'll talk about this at the end. But see, like, I'm driving about the, the Wild West, and, and I'm driving about riding my horse about the Wild West, and I see, like, electricity poles. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, when did they invent electricity? And it's obviously a long time ago, but I just thought that it wasn't then. <laughs> but when did you think they invented electricity? I'm not sure. <laughs> I really don't know. When did they invent... Well, no, no, it doesn't matter. I won't get answers for this. Right, let's get back to this. Um, yeah, so some of the ghosts, you get to see some of the ghosts, they don't look like people at all. Like The jackal looks like a rubber mask. The the hammer doesn't look like a person. He's got fucking train track nails through his entire body. Um, the juggernaut doesn't look like a person. 
The Juggernaut looks like one of the giants from the BFG. <laughs> the Juggernaut looks like... Well, sorry, the, the, the hammer looks like how you imagine the Juggernaut should be. Yeah, I always when thought you, that, yeah. When you read the names of the ghosts, you go Juggernaut, and you think, right, that's the, that's the big black guy with the massive screws and uh, yeah. shit through his head, but no, he's he's the hammer, and like, alright, okay, because things get hammered into him. I'm with you, clever <laughs> script writers. And then the, the Juggernaut is someone that does not look like a juggernaut I, I think they just wrote a couple of names out and then just basically right who's yeah. it to be fuck it right cool take it out of the bowl that's you you're, yeah. you're the juggernaut now I don't think any thoughts been put into any of the any of the actual development of these these characters I see nah. characters these ghosts no nah, not at all um, so then we get so then uh, Ghost Raider looks at a map which is basically just a bunch of rectangles next to each other and said this is it this is where we go this movie is getting no substance at all. It's it's genuinely like it's it's fucking rectangles, rectangles behind Da Vinci circles, and she's like, that's that's the where we're going. <laughs> I'm like, you are fucking nonsense. And this is like the most right. So then she says, he says, where is it? And she's like, straight up or some fucking shit like that. And then right, this is the most reinforced house in the world with all their ecto bar glass and no doors to get outside. And she just finds a loose panel and climbs through the fucking roof. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I think it's is it just before or after that where the uh, Ghost Raider, as you call her, yeah. is running down the hall with Monk and the wee Native American the boy dressed up as a Native American Indian is actually standing like on the wall, as if he's been walking up the wall. Which Yeah, that's yeah, that's just before it, yeah. Uh-huh. So if ghosts if the ghosts can do that, then how are they confined in these spaces? Like, surely but being confined, they, they have to walk like people. They have to. They can still be stopped with, with putting a wall in front of them. If not, then these ghosts can technically walk up, and when any of the walls move, they can go out the top. Yeah. Is it moves? Nonsense. Like, I, I don't understand why this ghost is fine. He can fucking. He can just hover against the wall, but the rest yeah. of them are confined to the actual laws of gravity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking nonsense. <laughs> Um, I don't know, I can't remember exactly what's happened here, I didn't write any lines down, but basically my note is, if Matthew Lillard done more horror movies, he would be uh, Scott and Liam vs. Evil mascot for sure. He gives us all almost as much as Nicolas Cage. Like, he is, you know, fucking brilliant. Yeah. He also seems like a type of guy that you could go for a pint with and have a fucking brilliant laugh with. Yeah. Like, we see him at... Um, conventions and stuff he looks as if he's quite he's quite cool although he does look a lot older than he is because this is another thing because he is um like probably early 30s actually in most of the movies we've seen scream late 20s early 30s but also playing a lot younger um and then it's been like 20 years since then so yeah so he's obviously going to be aged like mid to late 40s so like your age (laughs) Uh, we should actually ask him to come on so we can look, say, oh, you're amazing in Scream and you're amazing in SLC Punk and what the fuck were you thinking doing 13 Ghosts? Yeah. And maybe, maybe get a straight answer out of him. Like, what did they think when they were filming this? Or what did they think when they got the script in all three pages of its <laughs> <laughs> fucking glory? Ugh. This is the part now where um, uh, Ghost Raider is explaining the uh, Oculus Inferno. 
like this this whole explanation about the house and the eye of hell is all bullshit interspersed with uh, Miss Maggie's token black speak oh hell nah like fuck's <laughs> sake honestly and I don't know if they've pressed more buttons or what they've done but the big cog in the middle like, that was turning is now opened up to these big fucking massive spinning cogs not unlike the fucking big spider that walks about in Wild Wild West that just was so out of place like this this machine in the middle of the house is just full on nonsense in fact did she even say why the house is what it is like what what is it he's what was it he was doing no no, no idea he was collecting right. ghosts somehow yeah for what I, I don't fucking know <laughs> <laughs> I just just in case I missed something again I wasn't entirely sure uh, no, someone might be watching or listening to this going it actually explains this halfway through it but if it does I have shut off long before they explained any of that because I had no idea what was going on honestly it's, it's, it's nonsense we get um, I think I've my, the end of my notes here is, are very very sparse I've not really written anything down a lot but we Uncle Cyrus is kicking about and I think that there's he's got like a slit neck uh, slit throat and I think that it's portrayed that we're supposed to think that you can see him because they're wearing ghost glasses but I was never under the impression that he was dead at all like see when I seen him I was, it wasn't like a twist or a gimmick or a like oh my god he's alive to me at all I was like alright he's there nah he's there right and it turns out that Ghost Raider's actually working for him even though she came in pretending to be working for them like to help them she was there to guide them because I think the basic idea is you need a willing sacrifice so they've lured the two kids to sit in the middle of the big cog machine and then they need to get Monk to kill himself to then like make the ritual work or something fuck knows why or what happens I don't know I see the way you just did that there I think uh-huh. that's all the scriptwriters done like <laughs> fucking 10% of the way through this yeah. just Oh shit! Fuck it. Who cares? Uh, yada yada yada. The end. The end. <laughs> We've got. Uh, we do have one more kind of kind of cool scene. It's uh, Matthew Lillard's character gets to psychically see how he's going to die, and then it plays out. But imagine knowing that the next thing you do is how you're going to die, because obviously he kind of he knows it's going to happen, so he saves Monk, and then just kind of almost puts himself forward to die. Almost like a heroic, last heroic thing. But imagine knowing it was going to, how you were going to die and knowing that it was going to be painful. I'd hate that. I would just hate knowing that I was going to die. Yeah. I've got a, I think I've got a high pain threshold, but a really low pain anticipation threshold. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, remember I rugby tackled you through a door down south? I was, yeah, and I nearly bit my tongue off, but I was very, very <laughs> drunk that night, so that, that was very... <laughs> Sorry, just remember that thing was way more fun than this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, I don't. I'm not entirely sure what's happening at this part of the movie. So basically, the between the hammer and the juggernaut, they've killed Matthew Lillard. They pick him up. The juggernaut picks him up and snaps him backwards around the side of a, a wall, which is kind of cool because it flips between the juggernaut picking him up and then without the glasses, him floating and he getting snapped in half. So that's kind of kind of cool. Um, then Monk is near the machine. Um, his kids are inside the machine, and Uncle Cyrus is threatening him on the side of the machine or something along those lines. But I don't even know. Is there, I don't know if there's music playing or what's happening. But then it just starts DJ scratching, 
and it flicks to Miss Maggie's fiddling with the equalisation and she manages to create perfect DJ vinyl scratching sounds. But I don't even remember what the things were. What was it? What was before she started fiddling with them? What were those buttons even doing in the first place? <laughs> no, not a clue. <laughs> You see what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. And then, I can't exactly remember what happened, but basically, all the ghosts are lined up in the circle, like the 12 ghosts, like from points of a clock, standing around about this big spinning cog machine with Shannon Elizabeth and the wee boy inside it. And for some reason or another, um, Uncle Cyrus gets kicked into the machine and he dies. He's the living sacrifice that short circuits the system, that switches it off. And his, the bits of his body fly off everywhere. And then all the rest of the ghosts... <laughs> fucking that, because The rest of the ghosts just walk outside and strut off into the, into the fucking distance, into the woods. Like the freak show for American Horror Story, leaving the tent. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? Everybody leaves except Monk's wife, who has returned sans burns, but still in her hospital gown and drip. And just stands looking at the wee boy and tells him we're looking at Monk and saying how she loves him. What? Why? <laughs> I don't understand any of the film. You see the ghosts that are all locked up? Yeah. Only one... Basically, Matthew Lillard's the only one that actually gets killed by a ghost. The rest of the ghosts, they they, kind of hurt you, but they don't kill you. So, why are they... Why do they all look as fucking menacing as they do? And why are they all locked up? I, I don't know. I don't understand how we all watched this back in fucking 2001, although it feels like such a 90s film. I, I was convinced it was like late 90s. Well, I think I think the 90s kept going until about 2003, 2004. Does yeah. that make sense? Like, movie-wise, like, the future happened about 2004, 2005. And even then, that's, that's dated now. Yeah. The effects in this, apart from the, the kind of mirror-cutting scene... Some of the actual the flashing effects and uh, the way the credits and stuff come in do look really fucking dated. But why did people leave the cinema or leave the fucking video shop thinking this was a good film? I really, I really don't know. And I how have I lived my entire life owning this and believing that if anyone said to me, oh, 13 Ghosts, I'd be like, oh yeah, I fucking love 13 Ghosts. Yeah. I don't Have know. we all been drunk? Like seriously, fucking drunk? It, well, it makes absolutely no sense. And it's actually offensive to call it Thirteen Ghosts. They they should have done it, made something totally different. Because the original Thirteen Ghosts is actually a fun film if you like old black and white sixty fifties and sixties films that there's not a whole lot of scary. It, it was kind of thrilling at the time, especially if you were a kid. Then. The original was a very fun, enjoyable movie to watch. This, I don't know who this was aimed at. Yeah. Like now? No idea. I would call it Ghost Jail. <laughs> Ghost Jail was a brilliant name for it. Ghost Do you know what, if, it was called, if it was called Ghost Jail and it actually was just all ghosts locked up in a jail. Raging to be locked up. That that makes that story makes way more sense than what happens here. Yeah. And I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah. Just ghost jail, or they all tried to get out and there was a big machine and they get out. Cool. Ghost jail. Fucking 5 out of 10. <laughs> we get, uh, so just I've got just one last note and then we can finally, we can sum up. <laughs> it ends with Miss Maggie's stereotypical chat, something along the lines of, 
Oh, when I get home, I get in a raise. I ain't cut out for this shit. I ain't working for a nanny no more. No way, no sir, no know-how. And then, uh, was that, was that too stiff? Did I go too far? Was that too racist? Possibly. <laughs> that was, uh, that, that was, that was actually the crows from Dumbo. That was not me. So blame Disney for that one. Um, so then the credits kick in and it's, uh, ends with a rap song. I mean, is that even out of place? And I was like, wait, is that Miss Maggie? Yes, yes. Miss Maggie is called Ra Digger. And uh, that's her singing that the end song. Yeah, Radiga was part of a uh, Buster Rhymes, right. uh, part of his crew. Wow! <laughs> I can only assume that's why she also started uh, DJ scratching. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> near the end. It's fucking. It's un- <laughs> unreal, man. Unreal. People. Somebody. Somebody said yes. I will give you millions of dollars to make this movie. I know it's a big budget thing. <laughs> I take it just uh, at the end of the nineties, early two thousands, they were just fucking just throwing money at things because See, surely when- somebody has <laughs> sat back and went, "Hold on, what? What the fuck do you mean? It's a house made of glass that moves about, and the, there's ghosts, but they don't actually kill anyone. And uh, like, what are you actually filming here?" Surely it must be the case that when you're sitting at those those Hollywood movie meetings, it's not. It's, it must feel like it's monopoly money. It must not feel like actual money because if you actually looked at, you said, "I'm going to give you eleven million dollars to make this movie," and then you say, eleven million dollars. How many people in poverty could that help? If we just do not inflict this nonsense on the world and help some people, you know, we'll build a couple of shelters, feed some homeless, you know, vaccinate some African kids or whatever, you know. <laughs> Fuck. I like, I like to think there's, there's actually just some uh, film studio's owner's son who's maybe no quite right. He, he just wants to make his own film and they've just went, right, do you know what, fuck it, just let him do it. It's, if he does it, he'll shut up. And that's what 13 Ghosts is. But he's, whatever he's done, he's managed to work some magic and get a film that everybody thought was good. I know, see if you voted for this in the group. After this episode drops, let us know. Did you pick this because you actually think it's a fun, good movie? Or did you pick it because you thought it was fucking nonsense? Because I I can't believe that I have, for so long, I have fully believed that this was an enjoyable, yeah. fun, logical film. I know. Did you watch it in 2001 and did you do you feel as if you remember it being a good film? Have you watched that again before you've listened to this episode and have you changed your mind? I mean, let us know what... Are we missing something? Let us know. Anyway, yeah, we're, we're what did you the think? Same as the movie, the fucking Aye. plot. Yeah. Uh, if if you had asked me before we recorded this, uh, or before we knew we were going to record this episode, and before I watched it again, I would always say I would give Thirteen Ghosts a six, possibly a seven, for that one scene. I remember it being fun, and I remember it being a good, strong film. Now, a <laughs> a three. And it is just for that plate glass scene because it is still memorable. It's still well done. But everything else about the movie, it's painful to watch. It flashes too much. It's fucking loud. It's it feels a wee bit like I'm being tortured. <laughs> but at least there is that. There is a couple of the wee the wee kind of enjoyable things that it, I'm being tortured, but I'm also being slightly aroused during the torture. Whereas the Lindsay Lohan movie, it was just plain torture. There was yeah, no yeah. arousal there. That yep. was just 
and that was just somebody kicking fuck out me. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, a three, and I can't I can't believe that I've believed for years and years that this was a good film. I uh, I don't feel this movie knows exactly what it wants to be. Is it a horror? Is it a comedy? A thriller? An action film? The science in this movie is so jacked it's laughable. The acting flip flops about. There's a little tension when the ghosts are chasing them around the house, but not nearly enough to make this anywhere near scary. The effects on the bigger ghosts are terrible. They don't look like people, and thus they're not scary. It was quite a memorable movie in, in title from its time period, and while Shalhoub is always brilliant, Matthew Lillard steals the show for me. He's an actor who always, who's always amazing and always 100%, and that's the reason this movie tips slightly near the positive side of the rating scale for me, and I gave it five fake ghost tits out of ten. Five. Five. You've got to be fucking kidding me. Because five, five for Matthew Lillard, five for the some of the effects, five for the memories, because even though I don't know why I thought it was good, I still thought it was good. So five, yeah. So if Matthew Lillard was in that Lindsay Lohan shambles, you would have gave it a high... Although you probably did give it like a fucking eight. If you Matthew Lillard was in... Score? Yeah, I would have gave it a higher score if Matthew Lillard was in it 100%. But, like... Yeah, I, I, I love him. I think he's brilliant in everything he's in. He's a, he's a great actor. I'd love to sit and have a pint with him. But I don't even think his performance makes this anything more than... Definitely no, definitely not in the positive side of the, the scale at all. I actually, see, when I was reading this, when I was, what I'd actually written, I was changing it when you gave your, your rating. I had originally gave it a six. <laughs> <laughs> But, ah. I, thought, but I, I was going to change I it. Absolutely, I absolutely hate you. I was going to change it. I was going to change it and give it a four, but then I realised that all the sentences before it said that I was tipping it into the positive side of the scale. So I don't have enough time to change a couple of words. So that's why I gave it a five because <laughs> it was almost in the positive side. You, you are the fucking chief flip flopper <laughs> of all flip floppers. <laughs> it's, I just, oh. do you know what? It's, it's honestly weird. I don't know how to rate things that. Like that's it's an affliction. I don't know how to put a rating on things. Like I know how I like I feel like I, I described all the scenes and what I meant, what I said when I was discussing it there, when I was going through talking it with you there. But I don't know how to rate things. To me, a five would be that you actually enjoy it. You'll maybe not revisit it, but it was still a decent film. And if someone said to you, "Oh, would you recommend Thirteen Ghosts?" You say, "Do you know what? Yeah, give it a watch." I think it's he by doing ten. I think we're giving ourselves too big a scope. I think we should do the the Netflix podcast under the stairs grading in a five be, out of five because technically with five, then you would give this a three out of five. Um, what did I say? Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, fucking flip flopping bastard! You can't even remember. <laughs> you gave it a five out of ten, so you would obviously give this a three out of five. No, I'd give it a two and a half out of five. Right, but. So one would be hate it, two didn't like it, three liked it, four really liked it, five loved it. You give it a, a with your other rating. If it was a half, you give it a three. Yeah, I'd get no, I'd give it yeah. Like it. I'd give it a three, and it's to me a three is just a ah, well, it's a movie. Ah, uh, nah. No. See, still you liked it. Wait, right, so are we changing it? To fives then, right here and now. Uh, who knows? We, we flip flop every week. Next week we might rate out a fucking eighteen. <laughs> I'm just having a look. I'm just having a look because uh, next week is your pick, and I'm just having a look because I've already watched it, and I want to see what. Um... 
oh, you might not enjoy me next week when I tell you my rating for next week's book. (laughs) (laughs) See, next week week is going to be such a a shake-up that I think we are 81 episodes in, we are finally going to play to each of our strengths. It's going to make me fucking detest you. You're going to detest me. And I think we might reach 90 before we just totally sack it. Like, as in the full show. Because what I pick next week, that's what's coming up for my next few picks. Uh, that the next few spend. picks? Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking you on a journey, Scott. And I think this is going to test our, our friendship. If you can even call it that. Because if you give this a fucking five, I don't even want to be your friend. That's fucking nonsense. Mm-hmm. Don't cry. I'll be <laughs> your friend, I suppose. <laughs> you suppose. Nah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, no, that this isn't a good movie, and I, I'm scared to go back through my collection and watch films that I've maybe not seen since I first bought them, just yeah. in case. Actually, fucking fifty percent of my collection is shite. Yeah. So that was thirteen ghosts. I actually do appreciate people picking it because if you hadn't. I would go through life blissfully unaware that 13 Ghosts was nonsense. Yep. So, you guys have earned another vote at some point in the future. At some point, yeah. We're not we're not committing to that yet, but at some point in the future. Because fucking Fish is just going to pick that tentacle porn thing <laughs> that he made me buy that I bought because I couldn't just buy one of them on its own. I had to buy the fucking collection with the first two films. I own Japanese hentai tentacle porn, and he keeps wanting us to review it. And it's Have you watched it? Nonsense. Yes, I, I watched the first <laughs> one. I've not watched the second one, although it, every day I look at it, it kind of kills me a wee bit because I don't like putting things on the shelf until I've watched it. But there's only so many minutes of Japanese schoolgirls getting fucked to octopuses that you can watch without actually feeling dirty. <laughs> so I. Yeah, we'll decide if they're going to get a pick again. I might have let everyone pick except Fish. (laughs) So, now that 13 Ghosts is done and dead and buried and never to be resurrected, unless I pick the original for you to watch, which I might do just just for a laugh, Uh, is there anything else you've been watching? I have been watching Grey's Anatomy. Have I said that on uh, the Uh, podcast before? A few weeks ago, I think, yeah. You were watching it. It is. Um, it's pretty. It's pretty good. I'm enjoying it. It's good. Some of the episodes are super sad, man. This is good entertainment. But I have also been playing Red Dead Redemption. I got my hands on the Cowboy Epic game, and it is. It's pretty good. I mean, it's it's addictive. It's good. The amount of effort that's went into making this thing. There's so much detail. From the landscape to the size of the whole thing, all the details, all the different animals, the fact that stuff happens off screen if you don't catch it, it's still going to happen. And it changes the way your character, the characters or the non-playable characters interact with you. Um, the, every, every character will remember you for what you've got up to. Um, I, I recently played out a, a mission where I, went, I got drunk in the pub and I've never seen an, a more accurate representation of a drunk night out that's not been an actual drunk night out. Because movies and games always fuck it up and get it wrong, but this this was bang on, bang on. I know exactly what uh, yeah. mission you're talking about, and it yeah. really is. <laughs> yeah, you're just you're laughing, joking one minute, then you kind of shut your eyes, and the minute you open them again, it's like two hours later, and you're doing a piss somewhere, and you're like, 
how did it how did they get here and then you shut your eyes and then you're getting woke up by the police in central station yeah. <laughs> King. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> That was real life, that wasn't Red Dead Redemption. Burger King is not in Red Dead Redemption. No. Um, But the online uh, is just... Well, they said it was going to go up on the 26th. I don't know if it's going up on PlayStation. It's said it was going to go up on the 26th. The download update for it happened today. And then when I went to select online, it said it's a beta that's coming soon. So... I don't know about that. But the game's still pretty good. I'm still pretty early on the game. Do you want to add before uh, what I don't like about it is it's slow as fuck. So you try to get somewhere like going on your fucking horse and you need to keep tapping random uh, combinations of A to get your horse to fucking run and then you know sometimes I like the idea like Fallout when you can like fast travel everywhere and you've got like you can put everything in your pockets and you can see what you've got but in this one it's like Oh, there's a very fancy gun. I'm, oh, good, I can put it in my pocket. Oh, no, I need to swap it with the gun I've already got. But I want to keep the gun I've got and get the fancy gun and sell the fancy gun. No, you can take one or the other and you need to leave the other one lying on the gun. Just, I've got uh, pockets. Let me put it in my pocket. <laughs> How big are your pockets that you can fit a gun? Well, they should be. I've seen, seen the size of my pockets and follow. I want them that big. <laughs> uh, no, I'm with you. With Chapter 1 in Red Dead Redemption, I was like, right, this is, it's taking too long. Like, I get that we've got a, the same in Grand Theft Auto. You have the, the witty dialogue back and forth between characters as you get to a mission. Yeah. But it really was fucking drawn out. I think yeah. in Chapter 2 it opens up a wee bit more. Yeah. Yeah. But I said to Robbie, and he said there is a thing, you buy some fucking tent thing at some point in the game where you can then fast travel. I yeah. don't think it's actually that far into the game, but I just keep running about just to like fucking fanning about I didn't do the missions so I've, I've still not got that yet it's a uh, I, I looked at that kind of tips and because uh, when I was waiting to get the game um, I kept getting sponsored posts about the game so I was reading them like to see different things to do and yeah you go to your camp and you upgrade your camp leader's lodging straight away and then that lets you opens another, the next upgrade and the next upgrade is a map costs you about $500 all in to do both of them and then you can fast travel. But you can only fast travel from the camp. Once you go to the other end of the map, you need to travel by fucking horse all the way back. Ah, see, I thought you could, like, basically when you were riding, you could then just go skip no. to the end. No. And just no. then continue the mission. Ah. Anyway, the game's still fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, I've not played it in a few days. I need to get back into it. Absolutely. I, I have just... Criterion released a collection of the all 25 Zatoichi films and to buy it guilt free I had to then watch all the samurai films that I already had on my shelf that I haven't watched yet or that I've not seen in a while so basically the past two weeks I have lived my entire life Japanese and it's been incredible absolutely yeah, incredible that's pretty cool because that's almost like um Cowboys because obviously like uh, Fistful of Dollars was like a remake of um, The Samurai. Yeah. So basically you're a Japanese cowboy and I'm a Wild West Samurai. Yes. Yeah. That's it. That's the fucking fascinating thing about these movies. You watch them and you're like do you know what? America stole all of this. Yeah they stole everything. They stole absolutely everything. People go on and on about the Magnificent Seven. The Magnificent Seven's amazing. The Magnificent Seven's this and that. Fucking Seven Samurai. Seven Samurai's where you want to be. Oh, Fistful of Dollars was so amazing. Clint Eastwood was brilliant. Fucking you, Jimbo. 
Claims for those, but, but let me but let me think. Um, both of those summary movies you just told me about are black and white. Yeah. Yes. Uh, maybe I'll just uh, hang off on it. <laughs> <laughs> what you should watch is fucking Ran. It was from nineteen eighty five, so it's in color. It's the uh, Akira Kurosawa's like last big epic. Right. It's Shakespeare's King Lear and seeing Blu-ray. That movie is fucking beautiful. It's like three and a bit hours. Actually, it's not. Is it? That's under three hours. Seven Samurais, three and a half hours. It took me a full Friday night to to watch it because I kept falling asleep because I was intoxicated. Uh, but Ran just looks stunning. I'll give you if you're going to sit and watch it. I'll give you it on Blu-ray because it's such a good film. Right. But now I can buy the Zatoichi collection, which I have done, and I can now watch all 25 Zatoichi films guilt-free. And guess what I'm going to do this weekend? Fucking that, and I can't wait. <laughs> Sounds good. Have I, watched, have I watched any horror? No. Have I watched <laughs> anything else? No. Have I done anything else? No. I have sat in my pants watching Japanese films to the point that every so often I actually feel... Japanese. I feel like I understand it without reading the subtitles. That's at the point now. That's quite a lot of Japanese. That's it's a lot of Japanese. Obviously, I can't understand it. I no. can't understand a fucking thing. I can understand Domo Arigato. <laughs> Mr. Rabato. That's it. <laughs> Mr. Rabato. <laughs> and I can understand. Konnichiwa. Uh, Ai! Ai! Eh. That's it. I don't understand the rest of it, but I fucking love. I, I think we should do a spin-off podcast where it's just Liam versus Samurai. Well, <laughs> it's just me watching Samurai films. It's actually, it's actually a really shit podcast, but it gave me an excuse to do nothing but watch Samurai films. We did do um, we did do Shogun Assassin and Story of Ricky, so there's potential to like throw in. Who says we can't do um, Samurai? You know, so a podcast we can do whatever the fuck we like. Throwing a blood. We could actually do it because that has got some horror elements in it, but it's black and white, and you're a you're a racist bitch, so you won't want to watch it. <laughs> it won't be the first time you've been watching a black and white movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, so up and, up and coming is my next pick. I do think this is us finally shaking it up. I'm so happy with this choice. I'm happy that you've actually watched it. I've watched have it. You, have mm-hmm. you sat and fully watched it, not on your phone? With it turned up and concentrating on it? About, yeah, about 99% I did about that. 99%, right, well, you have a week to get that last fucking percent. Well, because because when I was watching it, I had to like Google things to, to, to learn facts and information, and I, I did learn a fact that I'll need to discuss with you next week, so... Um, well... Yeah, you I need did, to as long, as long as you promise that you... That we go to sit and talk about it, as long as you can, hand on heart, say that you watched it and gave it your full attention, then I'll listen to any bad things you have to say about it. If I find out that you've watched it on the fucking toilet, on your iPad, while playing Red Dead Redemption, (laughs) then whatever you say is fucking moot. And I'm not having it. I'm just, I'm going to, I'm fucking off and I'm starting my Samurai podcast. (laughs) Right, okay. 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 Deal. Right, deal. Right, sweet. Uh, so, you can find us at the usual places if you are a new listener, if you're an old listener. Get us on Facebook. Uh, just type in Scott and Liam vs. Evil, you'll find us. You'll find our personal pages. Uh, 
can find us on iTunes, rate us and review us. It really helps getting a kind of strong positive <laughs> reviews on iTunes because it puts us right up the charts and it lets people find us and then come and interact with us in the group, which is a brilliant place to discuss movies and like, should you watch this? Should you not watch that? Really, just if you can spare two seconds, go on and give us a give us a rating. Only five stars. So if you're the bastard that gave us the one star <laughs> review, but didn't for oh, us rating and didn't leave a review, that's fine. It's fine. We, you're we, within. We, yep, you're within your rights to do so. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad. <laughs> I've not thought about it for fucking the past few weeks. <laughs> not ruminated uh, on it. <laughs> yeah. No, actually thinking that I'm going to contact iTunes, find out uh, the IP address, and come <laughs> to your house and murder you. So if you can spare some time to do that, it would really help us out. And thank you very much for listening. Cheers. Trying to figure out why I captivate people when I don't even trust Like all the things that I took for granted But now that I'm older, I surely understand it Every single day trying to carry out tasks Celebrate another birthday like moving too fast Every minute, hour, each day and night Making sure I stay focused and keep my mind right Never knowing what drama that life could bring Inspiration to win with every song I sing Making sure that I'm not overcome with greed Got enough security for my seed It go like any given day Day, I can take 50 grand, snatch her out of school and head to Disneyland Or maybe just Toys R Us and the mall Her life is straight, baby girl gon' have it all Mirror, mirror, all